What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Night Shift. I'm your host, as always, Zach Hernandez, and today I got my guy Oscar on the show. What's up, man? How you doing? What's up, Zach? Good, good. Right on, man. Excited to be here. Yeah, man, I'm super stoked. This is definitely going to be a good one. We got some good content that we're going to push out for you guys today. Um, I've been talking to Oscar a lot. He's a big-time Niner fan, just like me. So we've we've had some conversations about uh, a lot about the 49ers. Kyle Shanahan, we have some pretty heavy opinions. Um, yeah. So it, it's always a good time. It's always a good conversation. Um, so I'm definitely excited to get into this. And before we start getting into the topics real quick, I just want to give you a ask you a couple questions just so the people out there kind of know who you are, who you, you know, who they're listening to and all that. So I just said you're a Niner fan, but what sports do you follow and what other teams do you follow, if any? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really, um, the sport that I, you know, study and watch the most would, uh, be boxing. I'm a, I'm a huge boxing fan and, uh, it was my, uh, it was my youth sport. It was my competitive youth sport. So, you know, I, uh, I, I also trained for a while. So, uh, that's the sport that I really like, you know, I can actually like, you know, feel like my argument is like an elite argument, right? Where football, I'm just like, I'm a fan. I don't play it. I don't like the, there's plays like obviously Kyle's plays that are so intricate that I wouldn't be able to understand just as a casual fan. But yeah, that's a little bit other than that. I mean, huge Giants fan, um, mm-hmm. uh, huge San Francisco Giants fan. Um, a huge 49ers fan. Yeah, and just boxing in general. Huge. Um, I'm a huge Gervonta Tank Davis fan at the moment. Um, you know, he's he's a, a, a you know, once in a generation talent. Um, so it's uh, it's a treat to watch, you know, that young man from Baltimore, um, you know, uh, uh, show his skills on, at such a big, you know, level. Yeah. Totally, dude. Right on. Yeah, good stuff. Um, and we're going to get into the Niners a little bit more later, but just one more thing I wanted to ask you, and I just want you to keep it yes or no, and we'll get into it later. But right now, just tell me yes or no. If Do you know who you want? Who do you, do you know who you want to be the week one starter in your head for the 49ers and just keep it simple and we'll get into it later. But I do want to hear if you know. Okay. Um, I, I would say week one starter, I'd want Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, and we're going to hop into that in a little bit later because we, we got some opinions that are going to be flying around around that. That's going to be fun. Um, yeah. But good stuff, man. I'm super stoked to get into that. But before we get into that, we both, me and Oscar here, came with our top 10 quarterbacks coming into next season. We came with our lists. And, you know, on this show, we love doing lists. I absolutely love it. You know, it's, it's always a good conversation. Strikes up some good talk. And we are we just came in. We both got our top tens and we're going to analyze and go over debate and talk about these top 10 lists. You ready to hop into it, dude? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. All right. All right. So let's do it. So we'll start from the top. Sometimes I like to start from 10, but we're going to start. We're going to start from one here. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel because yeah. <laughs> it makes more sense in this situation to start from one. So that's what we're going to do. And yeah. I'll, I'll just kick this thing off pretty quick because in my opinion, I believe that this should be pretty unanimous on the best quarterback in football right now. I don't think it's much of a debate in my opinion. I got Patrick Mahomes at one. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's like pretty concrete right now, undebatable. Like, 
Yep. He, he's the king. He's the king of the league right now. I mean, yep. you know, to win a Super Bowl like he did, you know, in the fashion he did uh, for the one that just passed in February, injured, right? He's, he's obviously, you know, yeah, he's obviously – he earned that spot, man. So I got Patrick Mahomes at number one. Yeah. Yeah, and like you said, it's 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 just tough to go against that. I mean, you can't – I mean, the guys – he's won the two Super Bowls already, and every yeah. year – I mean, he lost Tyree Kill, and, and the questions around the league were, you know, is he still going to look the same? Is he still going to produce? And he went right. to Super Bowl, right? Right, which I wasn't – I mean, not to get too, like, sidetracked, but no, when people were saying that, you know, I just feel like sometimes – I mean, I can dig it, but, like – I, I I wasn't phased. I, I I didn't, you know, Tyreek Hill, you know, he was he played his part well, but you know, it's a team sport. And I think, yeah. you know, the coaching was still there, the chemistry was still there. I was not worried for Patrick Mahomes at all when Tariq Hill left. Yeah. yeah. And I think that the biggest part of that was that, you know, the the Chiefs, they always had that with Tyreek, they would have that dynamic play, that one super long play, 60 yard or whatever, because Tyreek's faster than everybody. And so yeah. when you don't have Tyreek, you might lose that. But you're yeah. not losing Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he can still get the ball to anybody on the field. And they yeah. may have, you know, they it may have been a little more of a process to get to the end zone, but they were getting to the end zone with ease, like yeah. always. So and they have Travis Kelsey, right? I mean <laughs> Travis Kelsey. I mean, what do you <laughs> When you got a guy that? like that, you know. I mean, yeah, yeah. No, he, he's unreal, dude. That guy is crazy. So um, yeah, Mahomes number one, pretty clear cut. Glad we both agree on that. That would have been interesting if we didn't, but Hopping into number two is where I on I think you can start going many different directions at number two, to be honest. Yeah. Um, let's hear who you got lined up the number okay, two. Okay, so um, I don't know. So I, I, I got Joe Burrow at number yeah. two. Mm-hmm. I think Joe Burrow, uh, to me in my eyes, has seen, you know, a gate alpha gauging active quarterbacks and um looking at the, you know, the whole league, um, how he played last season, you know, he 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 was he, he didn't have a lot of turnovers. Um, he played, he plays very well, calm and collective, you know, he, he's, he's, he's obviously championship material. So uh, with that being said, I, I, I had to put, you know, Joe Burrow at number two. Um, yeah, man. Yeah. So I actually agree with you. I do have Joe Burrow at number two as well. <laughs> okay. Um, so <laughs> I, I was always big on Josh Allen, number two. Um, he's second best in the league. And, after this season, man, the biggest thing for me between Josh, uh, Josh Allen and Joe Burrow is that Joe Burrow just takes care of the ball a lot more than Josh Allen does. Exactly. And he and he's earned that spot for me at number two, um, especially coming off the Super Bowl appearance last season or, you know, when he when he made it. Um, right. That was huge, man. And then, like I said, the biggest thing for me between those two is how much Joe Burrow. He doesn't turn the ball over as much. He takes care of the ball more. He doesn't get as reckless as Josh Allen does. Um, yeah, and right now he he's passed it for me, and I think Joe Burrow lines up at number two. So we both agree so far. We're 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 one and two so far. Yeah, I, th- I thought I honestly thought we wouldn't agree on number two just yeah. off of uh, you know being a fan of of the night shift and yeah, you know yeah, uh, yeah but that's that's cool to hear, man. Yeah, right yeah. on one and two. All right, let's get into number three, man, to round out the podium. Who do you got at number three behind Joe Burrow? Okay, so at number three, I I have uh, Jalen Hurts. Okay. Yeah, I, I put number three, Jalen Hurts. I I and I mean, 
I guess it's a little optimistic of me putting him uh, uh, ahead of Josh Allen, but I, I think he had, I mean, the year he had in Philadelphia and just what that tells me for the future years coming, I think, you know, he, he, he really impressed me. And um, you, I guess, you know, one good year doesn't make a quarterback, but I, I, I I'm, like I said, optim, being optimistic and uh, kind of just rooting, you know, root, rooting for the guy. I, I put Jalen Hurts at number three. Yeah, so me too. <laughs> I can't, I got Jalen Hurts at three as well. Um, I think Jalen Hurts, I'm a big, big fan of Jalen Hurts. I always really liked him. And, and a big thing for me about him is that he's every single year he's been in the league, which has been three now or something. He's improved yeah. every year. And yeah. he's just gotten better and better. And last year, I mean, he was MVP candidate. I mean, he arguably could have won the MVP um, yeah. and he had a great, in my opinion, I mean, he outplayed Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Like he, he had a very, very good season. And when I think dual threat, cause you got lots of dual threats, you know, you, you hear Lamar Jackson or, or all these guys. But when I think dual threat, I think Jalen hurts. I mean, yeah. he's got the arm, he's got the cannon, but he's, he's accurate. He could throw yeah. he could do everything thrown, but he's a threat on the ground, dude. And he can run like the wind and he's huge and he's big and he's strong. I mean, yeah. Jalen hurts is the quarterback that I want. He's honestly the quarterback that, I mean, it's a super big stretch, but I think he's kind of like what I would hope Trey Lance could turn out to be right. Right. Like that exact type of quarterback. And I mean, last year, Jalen hurts proved it, man. So yeah, I put him at three. Yeah, man, I, I agree. Yeah, that's that, all right. Right on. We're three for three. That's we are. We are three for three. And that's kind of when I thought it'd get dicey because I've talked to a couple of my buddies and they've said, you know, Jalen Hurts, he's not top three yet. No, that's too high. But I mean, that's cool that you think so, because I obviously I definitely think so. Yeah. I mean, I could see a lot of people arguing he's not, but just I mean, I'm, I'm kind of putting like looking into just solely last year and going into you know this upcoming season i i just i don't see anybody like for that third i i i, I just feel like jalen hurts yeah i mean there's no way that um the way he played and, and led the eagles you know to the super bowl you know uh mm -hmm. you know he, that he doesn't deserve that spot i think mm -hmm. you know it's, it's well deserved man well earned from jalen yeah. hurts well yeah 100 yeah, so if you, if you, Jalen Hurts, if you're tuning in, man, yeah, you are number three, my brother. <laughs> number three, we'll probably see another MVP type season from him. I hope he wins it. I mean, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, you know, they're they're our rivals, so and I hope we beat them. Oh yeah, you know, we obviously our game was you know the 49er game with the Philadelphia Eagles. Is, oh, you know, obviously it wasn't even a fair shake, right? No, was, <laughs> not even close. Yeah. Didn't have, we didn't have much of a chance in that one playing with no quarterback. So, um, and I, I was, I was after that game, I was rooting. I didn't know who to root for in the Super Bowl just because you know the Eagles just beat us, and I can't stand the Chiefs. But yeah, after the two after the two weeks went by, and the Super Bowl is there. I was totally going for the Eagles, man. I'm just a, such a big fan of Jalen Hurts. I was like, I, I really hope he wins it. But right on, yeah, yeah. It was hard for me to choose too. I was like, I was so crushed. I was off the loss and how the loss happened. And obviously, you know, Philadelphia being the city that it is, you know, their fans, you know, are like no other, uh, you know, the trash talk. Right. It really bothered me. So, oh, yeah, I, I'd say I was rooting for Kansas City uh, um, uh, to win. Mm 
Uh, and um, yeah, and when they won, I was just like, you know, I, I was, I was like, man, that kid Mahomes, man, he, oh. <laughs> he's crazy, man. Yeah. All right, number four. Um, I have a feeling we're gonna be the same here, but maybe not. So, my number four is where I have Josh Allen. Okay. Um, I got Josh Allen sitting at four again. Last year, I was kind of fluctuating with him between two and three or mostly just two, actually, I pretty much had him at two until towards the end of the year is when I started to bump him down. But like I said, I mean, I, I still think he's an elite quarterback, um, but I don't think right now he's better than Mahomes or Burrow or Jalen Hurts, obviously. And I just think, like I said earlier, the biggest thing for me for Josh Allen is how reckless he can get with the ball, especially in the red zone. I mean, I feel like when you see Josh Allen, like with, in the red zone, he always starts to – there's a lot of interceptions that shouldn't be thrown. And that's the only knock I have on Josh Allen because obviously he's got the arm. Most of the time he's got the accuracy. He's a truck. I mean, he can run. He has all the attributes that you want, but that's the only thing I knock him for, which puts him at four for me. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree a thousand a thousand percent with you, man. I, I also have Josh <laughs> Allen at number four. I was debating between my number four and five. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, like I said, when I'm when I'm when I did my list, I'm gauging like, you know, what the future is gonna look like. Mm-hmm. And you know, so that's the only reason why like I, I gave him number four compared to my number five, which you know, we'll talk about right now, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I, I agree with you. I got Josh Allen at number four, I, man's a beast, mm-hmm. you know, he, he, uh, he, he, he got a, he got a good thing going on over there in Buffalo. And I think, you know, uh, other, yeah, other than him, you know, really being very reckless, reckless with the ball and, you know, having a high turnover. Um, yeah, man, I, it just, uh, we'll see as he matures, right? As a quarterback, I mean, he's he's, he's um, relatively young, and and you know, uh, off, you know, so yeah, I'm excited, man. Right on. Yeah, and it's one thing to hope that you know, with a quarterback like that, because he gets, you know, he does a lot of running, and he does a lot of running into people, and that's, you know, he's a big guy, but that's gonna take that's some wear and tear on your body for sure. So you gotta yeah. hope that you know he doesn't get injured like i mean if he was if kyle was his coach he'd be done i mean he'd yeah. be running him up the middle every play so right you know i mean when yeah. you got a quarterback like that i mean you gotta you want to be careful a little bit just because you know you don't want to see him get injured. yeah yeah no definitely and, and and like they i feel like he he lives like he he breathe like he lives off of that adrenaline right i mean yeah. he's like he got that he got that like crazy factor, right? Like mm-hmm. he, I feel like the more he does it, like the better he starts playing, but you're right. The wear and tear and the physical damage, you know, you, you get, you get, you know, mentally be like, Oh, like, you know, it makes me play better. But you know, when you, when you break something, it's broken, man. Don't, yeah. don't matter how good your mindset is, mm-hmm. you, get, you know? So mm-hmm. yeah, definitely, man. <laughs> Yep. So we got one through four, man. That's interesting because I really didn't think that we'd be this aligned this far in, but let's let's keep going, dude. I'm in. Um, number yeah. five. So I have, I, a, I have a feeling I know who your number five is about to be um, just because of one thing that you said in your when you're talking about Josh Allen. But who do you got sitting at number five? Okay, I got Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I, got, 
<laughs> I got Aaron Rodgers. I think, you know, he's 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 still, you know, uh, a high caliber quarterback, right? Elite, elite quarterback. Uh, we're going to see him on a new team, you know. Uh, so I, I still think Aaron Rodgers is uh, top. He's still in my top five, you know, out of all the quarterbacks, out of, you know, However many quarterbacks there is, being string one, string two, string three, Aaron Rodgers is is in my top five for sure. He's yeah. He's still he's still I mean an extremely and 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 you know I don't know if he's built the same way as Brady being a California boy. Yeah. You know is is he still does he still have you know is, is he gonna have the longevity mm-hmm. um, like Tom Brady? You know who knows you know. Where, who knows? How, you know, I'll just have to see, man, and, you know, sit down and enjoy the show. <laughs> totally, man. Um, so, yeah, like I said, I have Aaron Rodgers at five as well. So the first half of our list are identical. Um, for Aaron Rodgers, for me, you know, obviously before last season, he had the back-to-back MVPs playing like MVP. Um, and last year was a little bit of a down year. Definitely didn't play like that MVP, those MVP seasons that he was once before. But, I mean – you can't knock Aaron Rodgers. I mean, when he every it's still he may not have put up the stats like he has, but he still shows that he's Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he's still got the arm. He's still got the I mean, Aaron Rodgers is, I mean, arguably the most talented quarterback ever. I mean, of all time, you know, he's not the greatest, but he might be the most talented. I mean, he's right there in that conversation. So he still yeah. shows that. And, and now with the real with a better team, because the Packers, obviously, they were running it with not the greatest wide receivers last year. I mean, now especially he's got Garrett Wilson there, who he's gonna love. Um, the 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 Jets are gonna be they're gonna, their offense is gonna be great because obviously that's what they were missing was a quarterback, and now they got yeah. Aaron Rodgers, so they're all gonna benefit from this situation. And, yeah. and Aaron Rodgers is gonna look great, so I, I yeah. have no hesitancy putting him at five. Yeah, and and also like man, and also you know, I'm excited to see what the New York Jets do. Uh-huh. You know, uh, especially, you know, they, they have our, you know, old defensive coordinator. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Robert, Robert Sala, right? Yeah, man. Yeah. I, so yeah, I, I'm uh, I, I got a buddy who's a Jets fan. So we're always talking about the Jets. And yeah, I constantly feel bad for him because, you know, they've been terrible for so long. But when he got when yeah. they got Aaron Rodgers, dude, he was you know ecstatic, you know, and I'm like, now you guys are legit, man, because you guys have a defense. Yes, arguably a top three defense in the league probably is. And now your only thing your offense was missing was a quarterback and you hauled in yeah. an elite one. So um, it's just, it's, uh, it's, it's, that's going to be a good situation for the Jets and for Aaron Rodgers and Robert Sala. It's just good all around. It's perfect move. So if I was a Jets fan, I'd be happy too. So Aaron Rodgers at five. Yeah. Right on. All right, number six. Okay, I, I I have a feeling number six through ten is where we're gonna see some mix-ups. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Um, yeah, because I, I, I've I've been kind of like debating who I should. I had like a, I had like a solid straight seven. Uh-huh. But but then just you know, mm-hmm. and my thoughts, I'm like. I started, you know, sympathizing a little bit yeah. with a, a certain player, and um, oh, no. I think he deserves to be, you know, um, <laughs> I don't know, not the, not the player you think. Uh, I, I know who you, you think, I, but no, 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 no. Okay. Um, th- this is this is like a, a whole other player. Okay. Um, okay. 
but uh, yeah, so sh should I just go with my number six? Yeah, let's hear it. Who you got at six? <sighs> you know, I I was debating if I should switch this one up, but I'm gonna keep it as is, as 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 it is. Uh, mm -hmm. My switch up seven. So at six, I put Justin Herbert. Okay. Yeah, I, I have Justin Herbert. Um, he, 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 I mean, he, he showed, he had a great season mm -hmm. with the Chargers. And um, I think, you know, he really showed that he's a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. You know, mm -hmm. he, he, he plays, he plays really well. And uh, yeah, I, I have to give it to Justin Herbert. Yeah. So, I also got Justin Herbert at six. <laughs> um, I had a feeling, man. I had a feeling. I, I mean, um, when we I, had the same, like, we, we, we think alike, I guess. Um, I think seven will start to get, I think we're going to start to get mixed up. But honestly, at this rate, who knows? But <laughs> Justin Herbert falls at my six as well. Um, you know, I think obviously he hasn't had the playoff success just yet. And that's something that we should have to see from him soon because he has kind of, you know, not crumbled, but he hasn't made it there yet as, you know, as we would hope from a top guy like him, but just the talent is clearly there. You know, he's got, he's got the arm strength. Gosh, does he have the arm strength? Dude? I mean, he, could, he throws the ball so far and, and it's accurate all the time, most of the time. So he's got that for him. He's a big guy. He's, he, he's got the pocket presence, which is huge. Um, and, you know, he, he just, he, he knows how to feed his guys and, Justin Herbert, he's a quarterback I would want on my team. I mean, 100%. You know, Justin yeah. Herbert, he's, he's 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 really good. So I think putting him at six is totally fair. Um, yeah. So we both we both do. And now our one through six are the same. I'm actually a little shocked. I didn't think that we'd have this many uh <laughs> this many in a row. Um, but yeah, me neither. We did. <laughs> I was when I was coming up with my list, I was trying to like think of like. I don't know. Well, I mean, you know, we've only talked a few times and yeah. but um I was like, you know, uh, I don't I don't think he'll take this risk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Turns out, cool. man, yeah. It, it it is what it is. I'm liking it. Um all right. Number seven. Number seven. All right. The lucky number. I want to hear you go first now. <laughs> okay, I'll go first here. I'll go first here. So this is kind of where it gets interesting. Okay, to be honest, to be honest, my one through seven. Like, kind of, you said you had a solid seven. My one through seven were pretty concrete. Like, I kind of knew who they were. Um, it was just kind of maybe a little flip-flopping and such. But this guy, I think it perfectly lands at seven for me. I got Trevor Lawrence um, sitting, at, sitting at seven. So, by your reaction, do you also? Yeah, I mean, that's who I wrote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. So, so we, we got – we both got T-Law at seven. Um, and – you know, he, he, he made a leap last season because obviously his rookie year was not fantastic, um, but he made – and, you know, you can't really expect amazing things from a rookie. He's a rookie, right, playing with the Jags. But last year he played great, made the playoffs, um, which is just – which is really, really cool. Um, but Trevor Lawrence, man, I mean, he proved to be, to be very good. And he had in that game, you know, he had like four picks in the first half um or so what's against the chargers he had like four picks in the first half or something it was terrible and then he came back in the second half scored like 31 points it was just unreal yeah. so and that's the type of things you want to see from a young quarterback is 
adjustments. Like I'm not expecting you to win, you know, Super Bowls every year when you're young. I'm expecting you to learn and grow. And when you see a quarterback do something like that, you know, have some jitters, be nervous, throw a bunch of interceptions in a big game, and then come out in the second half and just clean it all up is amazing. And that's what you want to see from a young guy like that. So Trevor Lawrence for me lands right at seven. I think it's a good spot for him. He does a lot of things very well. So seven. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, I I had him at seven. I mean, he he's de- he like I said, he's definitely showed like you know high high caliber you know traits. Um, mm-hmm. And um, he like like you said, he had you know, and he went you know. That, that's the thing that I give you know when when I when I look at the teams that they play for, you know that that has to do a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes I feel like some quarterbacks are really hyped up, you know, but they're on a great, great team. And then it's like a player like, you know, Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville that has to face a lot of adversity. And like you said, we've seen him overcome that. And um, yeah, man, I have to give it up to to Trevor Lawrence. man. He definitely earned that spot seven. I was debating on giving it to somebody else as, uh, you know, throughout my thoughts, but when you said Trevor Lawrence, but I, w- I was thinking of um, Derek Carr. Okay. Yeah, but because uh, I, I, I think Derek Carr is also, you know, he, he's tied up there, you know, you know, he's obviously a, a lot older, you know, a lot more experienced, obviously, you know, so that therefore Trevor Lawrence has a lot more potential, you know, in the future. But I think Derek Carr, man, he's 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 definitely – He's so I mean going into eight, then I guess you know I'd put Derek Carr. Um, I, I think you know we haven't seen you know I mean the guy like we're talking about adversity and Trevor Lawrence when we talk about Derek Carr. I mean talk about having like the most unconventional kind of career like in history maybe in the history like it's what's. 10 different coaches, maybe I'm exaggerating, but it feels like it, you know, an organization that has like something is wrong, you know, from the bottom up and from the, from the top to the bottom, something is wrong, you know, uh, uh, you know, what's, what's the owner's name again, Al Davis, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'll Davis, give me a call, man. I'll turn that team around for you. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'll consider living in Las Vegas, man. But yeah, man, Derek Carr. I feel I've seen the guy. I mean, he 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 always gave trouble to the Chiefs. Oh yeah. You know, he, he always gave trouble to the Chiefs, and that's when I was like, you know, the guy is the real deal. You know, he he's always he gives when when Raiders played important games, he would show up mm-hmm. and. Um, that to me shows a lot, and I get I've, I've given him slack because of the team he played for, and um, but overall he's definitely my number eight um, out of all the quarterbacks. I still think he's top notch, and um, I'm I'm really excited to see what what this new organization, you know, the new New Orleans Saints will do for him and what he'll do for the organization. I think, you know, I think they're a, a, a bit more respect respectable right than than the las vegas raiders mm-hmm, totally obviously you know when, when was the last time they won a super Bowl? was 2010 or 09 yeah right? yeah nine i think yes. yeah, 10 maybe. so you know not that long ago right Mm-mm, no yeah so i so i don't have car at 
at eight, but I want to build off something that you were talking about real quick. It's funny because I am a, I've been a big Derek Carr advocate, especially on this show forever. I'm a big fan of Derek Carr. Um, and I've had all my friends clown on me for, for all my takes on Derek Carr. And I've thought, you know, so, okay. So coming into last season, I had some bold predictions for the Raiders and I really thought with that team and with Derek Carr, I thought, you know, I was always skeptical on the defense, but I thought that they could win the AFC West last year. And that was my prediction that we'd see the Raiders come on top of the AFC West and we'd see Derek Carr have an MVP case for the season because of adding Devontae Adams and, you know, Darren Waller and you got Josh Jacobs. So I, I would, that was my take and all my friends, you know, they were on me for that saying that's terrible. That just doesn't make any sense, which now in hindsight, it clearly did not work out like I would have hoped. But the one thing I want to say about Derek Carr is I still think he's a very good quarterback. And I think that too many fans use him as the scapegoat for the Raiders problems. And, you know, talking about, you're talking about his career and it's just, when you look at it, everything is just unstable in his career. I mean, like you said, with the head coaches, he's gone through head coach after head coach, offensive coordinator after offensive coordinator. Every year, it seems like something is switching. The one time he really had a coach he liked with, with Gruden, they had a bond in a relationship that obviously fell through with those weird, with that weird situation. Right. And, and a defense, dude. I mean, there was a stat because I've, I've talked a lot about Derek Carr in here, so I've memorized some of the stats, but I just remember that Derek Carr in his entire career, really, I don't think he ever had a defense that ranked in the top half of points allowed. Like they were always in the bottom half. And most of the time they were close to the bottom. His, you, when you have a defense that's constantly, you know, uh, it's constantly not, you know, letting the other team score. It's, it's tough to win games, obviously. You know, I mean, football is the definition of a team game. And a quarterback can't do it on his own, obviously, if you don't have a good defense, you need that. And, you know, I think – now, for the Raiders to move on, I don't disagree. I think, you know, it was just time for a change. Not saying that Derek Carr is bad. I just think it was time for a change. Um, but I think Derek Carr was pegged as the scapegoat, as the main problem with the Raiders, when clearly I think he was far from it. And I think that, you know, I said it a bunch of times, dude, that I think Derek Carr is one of the clutchest quarterbacks in the NFL, dude. And I was having this conversation with a friend. Yeah. Right, like his fourth quarter comebacks. Right, I mean, exactly. He he's like, yeah, like I I even forgot that, like how close to fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, there are yeah, man. Yeah, I, I, I've always said that I think he's one of the clutchest quarterbacks in the NFL. I feel like every time he's got a fourth quarter drive, I mean, how many? I feel like there's been so many game winning fourth quarter drives from, from Derek Carr. And, you know, I know a lot of the Raider games are always really close, which gives him that opportunity a whole lot more to like come in right in the end. But it takes it takes a lot from a quarterback to have it like that. And, you know, I don't have him at eight. I'm going off on a tangent here, but I'm just I'm just a big supporter of Derek Carr. And I and I hate the the how people call yeah. trash like he Derek Carr is a very if Derek Carr was on the 49ers in 2019 we'd have a Super Bowl and arguably probably have another one so Derek Carr's Derek Carr's that guy bro and, and, you know he might not be elite like the Justin Herbert and the Jalen Hurts obviously but you know he, he's he's a good quarterback dude he's good yeah. um going into my number eight so this is actually really funny because I used to say that Derek Carr is a lot better than this guy that I'm about to say. I used to, and I used to have people come at me and I had to defend Carr. And now I'm kind of defending 
this guy. So I got Lamar Jackson sitting at eight. And for a while, I, you know, was never a big Lamar Jackson guy ever. And last year in my rankings, when I did this, he was not in my top 10. And everybody was freaking out. All my friends, they were, they called me crazy. How is Lamar not 10? How is he not in your top 10? How do you have Derek Carr above him? And then I said, Derek Carr does everything better than Lamar Jackson besides running the football. That's, that's yeah. pretty shit. Um, now I will say this, Lamar Jackson, one thing is, is he doesn't stay on the field a lot. He does get injured. And when you have a, when you have a guy like that, with that style of play, you might see that more. Um, that's a knock I have on him, but also he's a little inconsistent for me. And that's why over the years I've, you know, he had his MVP season. That's great, but he hasn't nearly looked the same since. And that's the one thing for me is that Lamar Jackson has looked inconsistent. Now Lamar proved that he's a decent passer and um i have to put him at eight i feel now it's it's a it was a tough one so because my last three guys i was all between like there was a time where i didn't have lamar in the 10 and i had it as an honorable mention but i put him at eight and my opinions tend to fluctuate so this might change but right now i think lamar sits at eight behind i have him behind trevor lawrence and i think it's really I don't even know how to describe it because it's funny because I used to be against this position all the time, but just from where the other guys are behind him, I think, you know, he, he's got the running ability, which I can't ignore, but it's not like, you know, when it comes to passing, when it comes to strictly passing, I think I'm, I'm taking the guys behind him, behind him, but the guys that are behind him, they can't run nearly as well. And I like to always kind of like look past that because I'm not that type of guy when judging quarterbacks, but it's a factor of his game that I just can't ignore. And it's so dynamic to where now if we're, if I'm talking strictly passers, Lamar does not crack my top 10, but since he has a dynamic aspect of his game that other QBs don't, I have to put him at eight. So that I got Lamar at eight and it's an interesting one. Cause I'm always, I've been against that, but let's hear. So how do you feel about that? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not a big, I don't, I don't even have, Lamar, I mean, he's definitely in my top 20 somewhere uh, in the teens, but um, I, I wouldn't, I, I'd have to disagree with that. I, I think there's a lot, of, like, uh, there's a, like maybe six or seven people that, you know, are better than Lamar Jackson right now at the quarterback position, mm-hmm. you know, just, um, I, I just feel like he, he, like, he doesn't have, I mean, other than him being, you know, a very talented person, I mean, he, there's no denying that he's very talented, you know, he's a, a versatile quarterback, but he, I don't think he has like that leadership, mm-hmm. you know, in him, you know, I think, and I think what makes a good quarterback is, you know, not only having, you know, being talented and, 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 you know, um, yeah, having talent, but being able to be a good leader, you know, mm-hmm. you know, no matter what, what age you are, you know, obviously we've seen that, you know, those kind of traits, you know, on, on our third string quarterback for this past season, Brock Purdy, right. Yeah. Where he just, I mean, this kid from out of nowhere, you know, from the cornfields, man, yeah. comes in. but it's just that it's that, Leader is like that that stuff that can't be taught, the leadership. And I, to me, Lamar Jackson doesn't have it. You know, he I've I've seen, I don't, I don't have anything on top of my head like a concrete example, 
but I've I remember like as while I'm watching and reading about Baltimore Ravens, you know, he's times where you know he 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 doesn't go to practice or you know he he's kind of like you know a diva in a way, right? Yeah. yeah. So I just I definitely I, I mean I respect your choice, man, but I have to agree <laughs> with that. Yes. Yeah. That's fair. And I think, like I said, though, I think the biggest thing is just how, how he has this different aspect of his game that none, none of the quarterbacks have. And I, like I said, I used to kind of overlook it and be like, well, he can't pass. And I really don't think, I actually think he's a pretty overrated passer. Um, I don't think he's really that great. Um, but just because he has this aspect of his game that there's no other quarterback in the league can do, and it's still effective, like Colin Kaepernick, could run the ball, but after that one season, it was not effective. Everyone right. knew what to do. The thing with Lamar Jackson is that it's a little more contained than it was in his MVP season, but he, it's still a vital piece of his, you know, yeah. skill set. And it's as a he plays quarterback, and as a quarterback, I can't overlook it because he uses that to his, his advantage. Yeah. Um, so I do, I do put him in eight, but like I said earlier, I think that if, if this was just passers, if I'm just looking strictly passers, which I would rather my quarterback be more of a passer than a runner like that. But if I'm looking yeah, strictly right. passers, he's not my top 10. Definitely. Yeah. Not. But all right. First disagreement there. Number eight. We made it a long way, man. Um, yeah, man. I, I, I think, I, I think we may continue to disagree um, going into nine and 10. So my number nine, I have from the Detroit lions. I got Jared Goff. And so I'm, I'm a fan of Jared Goff here. And and, and that's one that, that could turn some heads, but Jared Goff, I think proved, especially last, I don't think Jared Goff has ever been that bad. He was with the Rams and uh, you know, obviously they, they made the Super Bowl and lost and he didn't look great, and they they needed an upgrade. But I think he just needed a little bit more time. And now with the Lions, he's he was a little more free to do his thing. He's now he's gaining weapons, you know, kind of as time goes on. I always got Amon Ross St. Brown. Um, he had a good run game. Um, and you know, Jared Goff, I think, proved to be a pretty pretty solid passer, man. And I I think he's better than a lot of the guys in in this league right now. He's a quarterback again. I'm going to say, I know 2019 was was very much on Kyle as it was on Jimmy. But I do think that if Jared Goff was on the 2019 49ers, we would have won that Super Bowl. I mean, I just think that that's how I kind of compare myself. I always go back to that stupid Super Bowl. But um, overall, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Jared Goff, and, and, I think he, and I think he's really good. And yeah. I got him sitting right there at nine. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean – I, that's a solid, it's, it's, it's a solid nine. I think I like Jared Goff also. Mm-hmm. I think um, he, he's, he's definitely a solid quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, I, so my number nine is, 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 you know, who he got traded for. Okay. As you know, Super Bowl, super, okay. you know, pandemic Super Bowl. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Matthew Stafford. Um, I think you know the winning the Super Bowl and and you know um, kind of give gave me gave Stafford the edge for not my number nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know I think you know his his time with Detroit. You know he he showed you know I mean 
playing playing for a team like that. And I get Jared in a way. Jared is, you know, obviously doing the same thing. He's holding his ground, right? He's mm-hmm. he's um he's doing his thing in Detroit. Um, but Matthew Stafford did it for twelve years. So mm-hmm. you know, let's see if uh, Jared Goff, you know. Mm-hmm. can can survive that long sure. and up, up 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 in Detroit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um I'd have to give edge to Stafford, but I think that's a solid choice, man. I, I Jared Jared Goff is definitely, you know, one of the bet, better quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Um yeah man. <clears throat> Matthew Stafford's it, it's it's a fine take at nine. I think it, it was tough for me to rank Stafford as you know injured last year and but yeah. then, and I was always high on Stafford too. Um, I was hoping the Niners would get him when he when he got traded to the to the Rams. I was actually a big advocate for that. Um, and I and I think he's really good. I know that even you know last year the games he played though he kind of he had his struggles definitely. Um, kind of turnover heavy, under throwing deep passes. Um, we saw a decent amount, so he didn't crack my top ten. Plus, he was kind of difficult to rank. So I didn't put him in the 10, but I think that's a fine choice if you want to put him at nine. He won that Super Bowl, you know, led the team. I mean, obviously they're stacked, but, you know, quarterback winning that Super Bowl, he, he did he did really good. So um, that's fair. I, I like it at nine. Um, and that leads us to number 10. To round yeah. out the top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL, um, I'm excited to hear who you got, man. Who you got at 10? Yeah, man, I have A, B, C, and <laughs> <laughs> wait what are we I got doing? like I, it was hard for me to pick you got a ton of them i know me too yeah it was very hard and um you know um looking at my list here um i'm gonna have to give 10 to jimmy garoppolo are you serious <laughs> or are you joking no i'm serious man i'm serious oh, i mean no. i have Oh, oh my, are you, are you, oh, all right. So, all right, let's hear it. I'm, ex- I'm actually so excited to hear what you have to say to this dude. Well, I mean. Explain so, yourself. <laughs> so, it. so, you know, I, I had, I was either like Dak Prescott, uh-huh. Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, I even had Lamar Jackson in my notes for a uh-huh. 10, which is, you know, okay. I, I was like, you know, so I'm between them three, but so. Here's my take on Jimmy, why I put Jimmy at 10. I mean, he's a proven quarterback, man. He, he's, he's proven himself. I mean, he came into like a 0-6-49 team. You know, whatever. No, we were like, sorry, we were like two wins and like mm-hmm. 10 losses or whatever. I don't, I don't know what our record was that year. Yeah, we um, he went to the Super Bowl, man, you know. To me, in my eyes, we didn't lose the 2019 Super Bowl because of Jimmy. I mean, yeah, there were times in that season that he was carried by the defense. You know, he 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 would like. I I think some of the plays maybe would throw him off. I think you know when he's put in the pocket and it's like a, a medium range pass, Jimmy swings that ball, man. And I mean, his 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 winning ratio was is is high, you know. Um, he he's he, he's you know from his from what he learned in New England and then 
from what he did in San Francisco. I think he's a top 10 quarterback in the league, man. I, I, I really, I really, you know, stand my ground on that. Um, <laughs> I know you're not a fan of Jimmy. <laughs> I really wish I could convince you, nope. you know, yeah. to, um, I know a lot of, and my experience at the Levi stadium, a lot of people hated Jimmy. Um, on the contrary, I feel like as when you said that, you know, I feel like the 49er fans, um, not saying that you're one of them, but like the Raider fans can be a bit emotional at times and then blame, point the finger at a player on a team sport where it's like, you know, everybody's blaming Jimmy, but, you know, and that's like the fog, you know, like, like you know, once the sun clears the rain or whatever, we see like the problem has been caught, you know. Um, Which I don't disagree with. My, Go ahead. Keep going. No, I mean, go, go, I, 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 I don't know. Like, well, I was kind of finishing my argument there, right there. Yeah, no, keep going. Like, okay, so like, you know, Kyle. Uh, to me, it was, it was like, it was Kyle. Like, Jimmy's, Jimmy plays well, but it was like Kyle's playbook that made him make really bad decisions, you know, and um, yeah, man, I think, I, I think he's, he's, he's gonna, he's not gonna do, he's gonna, I think he'll, when he, at the end of Las Vegas Raiders, he'll, he'll prove, you know, he'll prove <laughs> to you that he's a, he's a top 10 quarterback. Okay. So I agree with you on Kyle and we both, we both know that um, not a fan, but Jimmy at 10 is so ridiculous, dude. I mean, I, I, I was at when, so we were talking about this earlier and when you, when I, I brought that up and I was like, is he really got Jimmy at 10? Like, I thought you were joking. Um, so for me, I don't even know Jimmy cracks top 23 quarterbacks in the league. I mean, like he, that's where he sits around Garoppolo's around 22, 23 area in no world. Do I think he cracks top 10? Um, Okay, so first off, I, I do believe that the Super Bowl, it was because it was honestly just half Kyle, half Jimmy. Both of those guys were terrible. Um, you know, <laughs> Kyle, Kyle's play calling was was disgusting. His his game management sucks. And, you know, ultimately, what does he do? He, he, he puts the game in the hands of Jimmy, which is not a good decision. And then it's Jimmy's time to shine, and he is terrible. So first half, Jimmy Garoppolo, he throws that interception. He's got his eyes closed. I mean, I don't, I, I, and then, and then later in the game, he, he has a chance. Jimmy has a chance to, to put us ahead in the game. And the overthrows Emmanuel Sanders by what, five or six yards? I mean, right. he doesn't come in clutch, right? So that's one thing about the Super Bowl. I think, again, I think if you had a quarterback like Derek Carr, make, he makes that pass. You know, my 10, Kirk Cousins, who I have at 10, makes that pass, <laughs> right? Somebody like that makes that pass. Oh, who do you have at 10? Kirk Cousins? Kirk Cousins at 10. I got okay. at 10. Um, but man, so Garoppolo at 10 is is actually crazy. So yeah, <laughs> I think I'm I mean, I think he's better than Kirk Cousins, man. No, 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 no. I, I think I mean what what has Kirk Cousins done in, okay. in Minnesota? I think if if you give Kirk Cousins a top five defense 
every year like Garoppolo has in an elite run game like Garoppolo has had, Kirk Cousins would have a Super Bowl. He would have one. Garoppolo has that, and he doesn't even have one. I'm telling you, I don't like, and I know you you brought it up, and, and everyone I talk to about Garoppolo who, who, who disagrees with me brings up the argument that Jimmy Garoppolo is a winner, and he's a proven winner, and he wins games, which I disagree with. I completely don't believe that Jimmy Garoppolo is a winner. I, I It's like calling Mike McGlinchey a winner just because he's been on the team as we've won games, right? I mean, yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy, he's never been the reason for our success, ever. Not once was he the reason for our success. He holds us back or he just floats along for the ride. To, I don't, I think, I think that honestly, you call Jimmy a winner. I think he has a, I think he's, I think he's a loser. I mean, in fact, I actually do think that he's a, more of a loser than he is a winner. I, I think, like I said, man, I just think that calling him a winner is, is, doesn't make much sense just because of yeah. what he's had around him and he's, Still, he had his chances. I mean, every big game he crumbles. So does Kyle. I'm with you on that. Kyle was a crumbler as well. But the Super Bowl, the NFC Championship against the Rams, he didn't play well. I mean, and then throughout the regular seasons, man, I mean, he's he's had okay ones. Like last year, he was actually okay in the regular season. But, I mean, dude, Jimmy at 10, <laughs> that's like disrespectful. <laughs> all the other guys dude that you put him ahead of i mean i think i think uh, we're gonna see him get exposed on the okay road. i'm stoked to see it dude yeah yeah i mean we'll, we'll see man we'll see i think you know i i, I yeah I, I thought you know i was i was looking at i mean he's a proven quarterback man he's a proven quarterback he 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 has proved himself you know um uh, you know, let's say, okay, he's not a winner, you know. Sure, he's not a winner. You know, he didn't win a Super Bowl. He didn't bring, you know, the Lombardi Trophy back to Santa Clara. But, um, nope. you know, just off of, you know, the way he's able to pass the ball and, and move the team, you know, when he, when he gets in his rhythm, you know, to me, he's a top 10 quarterback. You know, I don't, I don't see any what rhythm. He ne- he doesn't get any rhythms. He never gets into a man, rhythm. Man, he starts slinging that ball, man. If, if he starts slinging it, he throws it like six feet over their heads or behind them, dude, or with his eyes closed and he throws an interception, <laughs> dude. And- no, I mean, I seen. Okay, the number of times he overthrew a ball does not make up for the number of times he's threw an accurate pass at George Kittle and George Kittle has dropped it. I I will say that George Kittle sometimes his hands are a little shaky. I yeah. mean, but no, dude. I mean the that's his job. You're supposed to put it there. And half the time it's over his head or it's behind him. I mean, he's the reason George Kittle's gotten injured a couple of times because he launches it above his head and he has to leap into the atmosphere to grab it and then he gets clobbered on his way down. I mean, man, I I I don't think he ever gets into a rhythm. Um, I think I think that, you know, his short game is okay even. Like, I don't even think with his short passes he looks all that great, to be honest, dude. Like, I mean, that's very easy. I mean, I, you can't be a, you get a quarterback in the league. You should be able to pass the ball short. And sometimes he's just like, it's behind him. It's this. And I just, holy criminy. I just, Jimmy at 10? Yeah, Jimmy at 10. Are you just saying that to like, the, man, that's crazy, bro. I, 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 
He's a I, loser, bro. He's no winner. He's no. I winner. totally, I totally believe that. Um, you know, I mean, I get a lot of hate for being a Jimmy fan. Maybe I like the hate. You know, maybe, maybe I'm kind of like into it. But I not <laughs> maybe, maybe I could. But I like who else would be top ten? Like, like Kirk Cousins, like Dak Prescott. You know. Um, what other quarterbacks, you know? I know uh, Kyler Murray, uh, Tua. No way, bro. Come on. Hey, listen, I don't, I'm not a fan of Kyler Murray, but he's 10 times he's better. He's not than better Jimmy. than Jimmy. Garoppolo. Oh, come on. Oh, dude. Easy, dude. I don't, I'm not even, I'm not a fan of Kyler, bro, but I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll list you right now, dude. Guys, I would have above Jimmy to round out my top 10 if I had to. Kirk, Dak, Kyler, Tua, Daniel Jones. I'm not even a fan of Daniel Jones. Um, Geno Smith. Uh, I already said Kirk. Who he else? Played well. Derek, Derek, Derek Carr. Um, who else we got? Russell Derek Wilson. Carr. Russell Wilson for sure. Um, oh, Deshaun, Deshaun Watson. Um, You're killing me, man. Kenny Pickett. I would rather have Kenny Pickett as my quarterback because look You're at the upside me, too. J- Jimmy has absolutely zero upside at all. Like Jimmy zero. has brought you. You know, joy to being a 49er, uh, 49er fan again. Jimmy, Jimmy has brought me so much, so much just hate in my heart. And I hate to have hate in my heart, but there is no way. Jimmy has brought me pain. He has not brought me. And every time I watch him, I'm like, my stress levels go through the roof. There, I, I, I have no joy when I watch that guy. In fact, when Trey Lance got injured because of Kyle in week two last year, and I saw Jimmy trot onto that field, I was about ready to turn the game off because that's the season. The season was over. There was no – was it over? But wait, wait, was it over? It, it wasn't over until Mr. Irrelevant came in and saved us because Jimmy Garoppolo no, but, went down for, with but, but, injury. Or Mr. Irrelevant were the 49ers a playoff candidate. They're, Yes, and they were not a Super Bowl candidate. They would not have won the Super Bowl with him. Nope. They would not have won the Super Bowl with him. I know for a fact. They, the se- when Jimmy Garoppolo's on your team season's done. We saw it happen. Like, we've seen him. We've seen him in the big game so many times. When you, uh, when Jimmy Garoppolo, when once he started trotting on that field and Trey Lance got carted off, it's over, dude. I got to go pick I, another I, team for the year. I disagree, man, because the when we lost to Los Angeles, I, I knew – that we wouldn't go to the Super Bowl that's that year because of how we started off the season. Like, it was just too iffy. But then this year, it's like, screw Jimmy, put in Trey Lance. But I, I agree with that because Trey, I mean, we, we, we did so much to have Trey Lance. It's like, you know, okay, show us, show us what you got. You know, show us why. Yeah. You know, the management, you know, the executives and, you know, Kyle, you know, you know, did, did what they did to get you. But, you know, with the way our season was headed to, towards this season before Jimmy got injured and Mr. Irrelevant came in, I thought we had a, good, a very good chance of winning the Super Bowl. Me personally, my personal opinion with Jimmy as quarterback number one. I felt like we had a very good shot at winning the Super Bowl. Like the game before he got injured, I had like when Jimmy was our quarterback, um, 
And before Brock Purdy was was around, I was like scared that you know they put in Trey. Like I was just scared. Like you know, I, I was just like if if we lose Jimmy and this kid Trey is put in, we're like we're it's like start all over again. You know, no matter how good of the talent we have, you know, um, he's, we he's had just, a we had a better chance to win with with Brock and with Trey, both of them. But don't get me wrong. I I I like I I I like Brock. I I I love Brock Purdy. I mean, he's he's. I guess I would say like he almost he was playing like Jimmy almost. I mean, better. He had he had the pocket presence. Number one, he had the pocket presence where that Jimmy doesn't have. I mean, if Jimmy rolls out of the pocket. It's it's chaos. I mean, he's yeah. gonna throw a pick. He's gonna something bad's gonna happen. With yeah. Brock, he had the pocket. He liked to roll left a lot, um, which is something they're probably gonna have to. They're probably learning. They're gonna teach him in the offseason because that's like all he did. But it was you. I mean, it was effective, and he would run yeah. out of the pocket, which would make him more comfortable. And Jimmy couldn't do that. Also, Brock's a playmaker, and Jimmy's not. I mean, Brock can make the plays. I mean, we have a team full of playmakers. We, you know, Kittle, Debo, Ayuk, CMC, all these guys. And Jimmy was not one of them. He was just get the ball to the playmaker if I can. He couldn't even really do that. But Purdy is also a playmaker. I'm not super, super high on Purdy. I think he has a lower ceiling than like Trey and stuff. Um, I think that, you know, the arm strength is something that I look at. But from what I saw, we could totally win a Super Bowl with Purdy. And I think he's a great starting quarterback. And 10 yeah. times better, 10 times, 20 times better. He elevated our offense, dude. Once Jimmy left the offense, and I know we had McCaffrey, so that's a little different. I mean, Brock had McCaffrey. Trey never had McCaffrey. Jimmy barely had him. Um, so that's one thing. But, you know, when it comes to what, Super Bowl chances, once Jimmy came out week two against Seattle, I said, it's done, call the season. Maybe hey, you will not, you will not win a Super Bowl. I mean, you just won't. It's impossible. I, I I truly believe that it's like, and I don't even, I'm not a guy that thinks you need like a top 10 quarterback to win a Super Bowl. You don't. But when you have a guy like Jimmy who crumbles in the big moments, who can't be a playmaker and constantly makes bad decisions, I just, and he's not accurate and, and, he, and he can't run and he has no pocket presence. Oh my yeah. gosh. I can't name one positive in the guy's game. I guess the yeah. guys like him. That's the one thing about Garoppolo. The dudes like him. The the, the teammates. They they they're the uh, fans of him. So yeah, yeah. That's that's yeah. the one thing. And about and him. I think you know, yeah, like, and I like him. You know, so. and you, which I don't know how. I don't know what you see to make you like him. <laughs> but. I, I mean, he. I mean, I just I, he he put the ball in the receiver's hands, man. That's barely. That's, and, <laughs> I mean, not, not barely, man. Not barely. He would put the ball in those receivers' hands. Even he like the, he put the ball in the running backs' hands. He just handed it to him. And then let's go into the season where, like, I think when we drafted uh, Debo, maybe, and like he had a what? Marquise Goodwin. Yeah. Um, Kendrick Bourne. I mean, he had like. He didn't have no good receivers, and was, we made run, run game, bro. All run game. Yeah, I know, but that's all run. That's all run game, dude. I mean, and and then the funny thing is that in the Super Bowl, Kyle stems away from the run game, and that's the whole. Re I mean, in the game before that, Jimmy G 
threw for like 60 yards in like eight passes because the run game was so dominant. And everyone's like, Jimmy got us to the Super Bowl. But really? And then Kyle's like, you know what? Super Bowl time. Let's give the guy, but let's give the guy the ball who's been pretty bad all year. And let's let's see what he could do. And then Jimmy throws it. So does Kyle. I mean, I'm with you on I, that. I don't I don't I don't think you know to me the Super Bowl, we were we were dominating that game. We, we were like 49ers always like to do. I mean, and not that they like to do, but we tend to make mistakes, like very silly mistakes. Mm-hmm. And I think it might be fatigue, maybe. I don't know what it is, but or like Kyle, Kyle has fatigue as a coach. I don't know. He he like he's up seven points and it's like, oh, it's time to clock out, you know? Like, mm-hmm. like yeah, no, like, that's what he does. It's weird. It's like, you know, the it's a done deal, you know, and it's like, man, then you let them catch up and mm-hmm. But yeah, man. I mean, no, they were right. that's, top ten. That's true, man. I, I I'm with you on 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 the Kyle stuff, a hundred percent. Um, and we were controlling that game largely because of our defense, because our defense held the best quarterback in the league to ten points for fifty seven minutes. But Mr. Garoppolo, you know, keeps putting the defense on the field, so they got tired. And it's tough for me to blame the defense when they're for fifty three minutes. I mean, for fifty three minutes, they're holding down what they need to give up only ten points to the to the best quarterback the best offense in the league and then jimmy he can't stay on the field he throws a pick i think he threw two picks that game two picks and one touchdown yikes and you know and then it all went to seven minutes we just got absolutely yeah blasted but man uh yeah so jimmy at 10 don't like that i got kirk like i said kirk rounds out my top 10 um there's about 20 other guys in the league that i put above garoppolo but I, I appreciate the list. I, I appreciate you coming on with a yeah. something spicy because but I definitely am not yeah, you know, and our lists were very similar in a way, they you were. know, I think. Mm-hmm. They were definitely until eight, yeah. nine, and ten. Except for the lot except for number ten. Yeah. It's I funny though. It's think. it's funny because our lists one through seven were identical. And then our eight, nine, and ten, none of my eight, nine, and ten were in yours, and none of yours yeah. were like it was three totally different dudes. Yeah. Um, Right. So who was your nine again? Um, who did I put at nine? I had so because um, you had uh you had car eight, Jimmy ten, and then um oh Stafford, you had Stafford at nine. That's right. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Stafford. So we had three, we had the same one through seven and totally different eight through ten. So that's kind of cool. But anyway, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um we uh we have a little bit more time, just a little bit. So I do want to kind of touch on. We talked a lot about the Niners, so I kind of want to touch on this Chris Paul trade a little bit for with the Dubs here, um because I've been yet to, I was on vacation last week. I didn't have any time to cover it, and now I kind of want to dive into it just a little bit. We're running a little bit out of time, but my so my initial reaction to this Chris Paul trade for the Warriors was. I didn't like it right off the bat. So I was actually in Disneyland. I was on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. And I and I look, I got my Twitter notification from, I think it was Woj. And then it said, you know, Chris Paul, Warriors trade. I was like, who the heck did we give up? And then I saw Jordan Poole. So instantly, first reaction, wasn't a fan. Uh, I'm not against trading Jordan Poole. I'm, I'm, I was fine with trading Jordan Poole. Um, but I wasn't, I didn't really understand bringing in Chris Paul, right? You're trading away some young guy who has potential, who had a terrible series um, for an old 38-year-old injury prone small point guard so the warriors need to get younger and older younger the warriors need to get younger and bigger 
and they got older and smaller. So yeah. I didn't really understand that move. However, yeah. it gr- it's grown on me now. Um, I, I, I've come to the realization Jordan Poole was, he was never going to thrive here after the Draymond incident. The chemistry was not there. He got socked in the face by Draymond in, in the beginning yeah. of last season. Yeah. It just wasn't going to work. It's, it didn't seem like the guys, you know, rallied around him as much as they could have. It just was Jordan Poole was never going to thrive. So he had to go somewhere. I yeah. thought that we could have gotten more for him. Um, but I guess his market was probably pretty low, especially after last series. But my old thing was just bringing in Chris Paul is a little weird, but I do think he's going to be good off the bench. Um, he'll be a good facilitator. He'll run the offense. And, the, and one of the, one of the biggest things for the Warriors is that they've had trouble with his turnovers. And the main thing Chris Paul does is he takes care of the ball. He does not turn the ball over, you know, like, like the Warriors do. He takes care of it. So um, yeah, I think it's a solid move, but the Warriors can't be done yet. You can't go into the, in the next season with this roster. You have to get a big and you have to adjust. Yeah. But keeping Kaminga is something I'm very, very happy about. Keeping Moody's cool. Um, but you got to go get a big. But for the Chris Paul move, I don't hate it anymore. I think we're a better team now than we were before the trade. Yeah. How do you feel? Yeah, man, I, I have to agree with you. I, I agree. I agree with you. I was going to bring up the Draymond point as well with, uh, with Jordan Poole. Mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, um, I feel as if it's like, especially because he was like, they're kind of hyping him up, like the pressure that he must have felt like, because he was like, so he was going to take over. Like he was the predecessor, right. Of like the splash brothers, Curry, you know, and, and obviously Draymond Green is part of that, that group, right. They're like all kind of, you know, the older the older brothers in the fraternity, if you could, you know, in a way to put it right. But mm-hmm. it's like when, 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 when the, when the senior, you know, uh, you know, tough guy of the frat, you know, you know, beats up the pretty boy that's supposed to be like the next baller, you know, it's like you, you take his mojo away and it's like, it's gone, you know, and that's something, you know, I feel like when you talk about sports and athletes in general, um, athletes can come back from a lot of, you know, a lot of adversity, a lot of things, but when their mojo is gone, it's like, can they ever get it back? You know, it's like, cause, cause it's like, it's, it's, it's not like, Oh, give him more money or, you know, give him a better doctor. Give It's like, how do you, how does he get back? How does he get his mojo back? Like, you know, it's something that it's, it's within him and maybe, you know, a new place, you know, a, a, a yeah. new city, a new team, a new fan base, you know, maybe um, he, he gets his mojo back. But yeah, I definitely saw, I definitely felt as that incident really put like, really like affected Jordan Poole. And I think that goes to like, you know, reflecting his, his uh, performance, mm-hmm. you know, in the postseason, I, 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 you know, and, um, and with the pressure, you know, with the, with the huge amount of pressure, you know, you know, what the, the Warriors won four championships now, like, you know, you can just imagine the people that are around there that are just like, like, you know, the pressure because yeah, you know, Curry is, you know, like Curry, Clay, Draymond, they're all kind of like, reaching their end you know yeah it's the end of the bus ride for them so it's like everybody's like now looking at like who's up next and 
Yeah, so, and, and yeah, if the Warriors want to win a championship again, they need to get a big, right? Yeah. Why bring in CP3? And that's what I, I like. The only reason I think them bringing CP3 is the same thing. Like, if, if we look about, if, if we think about it in a business aspect, you know, um, because I'm not the biggest basketball fan or guru, but as a as thinking about it in an abstract business, you know, um, lens, like if you think about jerseys, like everybody has a courage jersey, everybody has a Draymond jersey, everybody has a clay jersey. Like none of these young, like none of these new players, like are hot jersey, like. Yeah. There, none of them are hot jerseys. Like maybe only cool ones, right? Yeah. Like I think that was like the like probably like the hottest you know selling jersey other than you know the big three. But like I think it's solely for marketing purposes. I mean, I'm sure he's going to be great to the team, but I really think like what the Warriors are like are betting on is jersey sales and like. Mm-hmm. People that are not even Warrior fans, but are Chris Paul fans, NBA fans, are going to come watch him play. Just kind of like how Messi's in, you know, obviously, you know, Messi's the GOAT, whatever. But how Messi's going to Miami and like every, I mean, like the earthquake tickets are like, nobody goes to earthquake games. I mean, people go to earthquake games, but like the earthquake tickets are going up like 100, 200% because... Inter, Inter Miami is coming to play in San Jose. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh-huh. So I wanted I guess, to go. I wanted to go to that to watch Messi, but dude, those tickets, they're going to be crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, they're, they're, I mean, I, I, if you could do it, I'd say do it because that, that's always amazing. But, you know, I'm always, I'm always, I'm always, um, I'm I'm always a big advocate for for watching the younger guys, man. You totally. know, I want to see. I want to want to. I want to try to catch the, the the next Messi, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I I agree, and, and and I think the Chris Paul trade was interesting. It was it was it caught me off guard. Um, but to me, my 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 initial reaction was, what the heck does this solve? It doesn't solve anything. Yeah, Warriors had problems. You can't run it back with the same team. They made a move, and I didn't think it solved a single thing. Looking at it now, I do think it's a little, like I said, it's grown on me where I think that, you know, one of the biggest problems with the dubs was turnovers and, and Chris Ball takes care of the ball with that second unit. Um, so, it, but then you also got the fact like, I mean, Jordan Poole, I mean, in the regular season, he was a 20 point per game score, right? And that's 20 points, not there yes. anymore. Um, yeah. So you, I mean, things have to get figured out. Then that, that's when you know John Lee Kaminga, Moses Moody comes in. I mean, John Lee Kaminga doesn't get minutes for some strange reason. I just don't understand that. But that's a topic for another day. But yeah. um, you know, I think this trade it's grown on me. It's weird. It's going to be weird seeing Chris Paul in a Dubs jersey. But yeah, uh, it, it is what yeah. it is now. And I'm just I'm excited to see what happens. But but the Dubs they can't be done making moves. If you're done making moves, you won't win another championship. You're not going to be yeah. ever. You need especially a big man. That should be their top priority. I like the rookies that they drafted, and I think they just need a big. Not even you don't need an elite big man. You just need somebody to back up Kavon Looney, dude. Or or, yeah. or or if you can get someone to start over him, I don't know. I don't know what they're looking at, but just someone to back up Looney who can get. 18, 20 minutes a game, dude. Some big man presence down there. Some big guy throws some elbows, grab some rebounds, and and yeah, defend the rim, protect the rim. So, yeah, I agree. I agree a thousand percent, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Definitely need a big man. 
Um, it's huge, man. It's, they're it's not, huge. yeah, they're not going to be, they're not going to be a championship pedigree team without a big man, especially if we keep seeing, you know, the Davis and LeBron duo, yep. you know, um, down in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, uh, who's going to stop, you know, the Joker, right? I, mean, I know, exactly. I mean, when you, when you go against team. those, exactly. When you go against those big man teams, like, because I saw people talking about the Warriors should just start Chris Paul and go Chris Paul, Steph, Clay, Wiggs, Dre. You're going to have Dre <laughs> run your center, dude. Dre's great and he's a great defender, but yeah. who the heck is going to stop Joel Embiid, Anthony Davis, Nikola yeah. Jokic, when you got these huge guys down there, you need another big man presence. And yeah, yeah. So that's what yeah. they need to do. They definitely need to do that. Yeah. I mean, they need to, I mean, they need to send their scouts, man, somewhere to Europe, Eastern Europe, or I know, <laughs> I know, you know somewhere, dude. That's where they all seem to come from now. Nah, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, they, 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 uh, like, I feel as if there's a lot of bigs over there that we can, yeah. like, possibly come up on, right? Like, totally. some kind of Cinderella story or something. Cinderella story, man. <laughs> something, man. We, we something. need, yeah, they definitely need somebody to, to be able at least. And like, and like you said, like they seem to all be coming from there and then, you know, they're raised different, you know, you yeah. know, they, they, they're raised different. So there's some tough, there's some tough guys and we need somebody tough to put up with Anthony Davis, oh, yeah. you know, with the Joker, you know, um, Embiid, right. That these, you know, we need somebody that gives them no respect, you know, can like, you know, bully the bully a little bit, you know, uh, yeah, man. Mm -hmm. No, for no, sure. Yeah, the trade. I, I, I feel like we lost in this trade, though. We mm -hmm. definitely took the L in this trade. I, I don't think, but I think we had no choice. I think I truly. Well, yeah. Think Jordan Poole had to not want to be. Yeah, yeah, he did not want to be a San Franciscan anymore, and I, I agree with him. I mean, you know, the kind of culture that that they're in in a team sport when, when the when the senior cool when the senior bully guy that you look up to just whoops your ass you're not yeah. gonna want to be part of that frat anymore you know yeah no, you're gonna no, be no. like yeah. all right i'm i'm I, and you're the cool pretty guy right you're the next yeah. president yeah you're the next president you're, you're supposed to be like the the president pretty boy guy has yeah. you under his wing <laughs> yeah, yeah and the the, the 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 your your so-called you know uh security or whatever you know the one that takes beat your ass it's like damn like you mm -hmm. know am i supposed to be here so 100 100 yeah. and it's it was it was a bummer because jordan was gonna be a big part of the team dude he was gonna you know for years and i know he had a, he had a tough situation in, in the playoffs especially he didn't play very well but you know that could have been in part to this whole situation with draymond i mean once that happened it could have just thrown everything off the off the tracks yeah just got a little haywire and jordan was never the same after that so. yeah um, it, he had to go. Like you said, I think there's no choice. I didn't think Chris Paul was the answer uh, to bring in, but it is now. And I just, there was no choice. Jordan Poole is going to be gone. It was either him or Draymond. Right. And yeah. I, I'm, I'm all for keeping Draymond. I'm a big advocate. I hope they, I hope he resigns tomorrow. Um, but Jordan Poole had to go. And yeah. It just, that's just what it was. So yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting, man. Um, to see how the, how this, how this warrior season plays out. <clears throat> yeah, um, definitely. But yeah, man. So I we are kind of out of time here, so we can't really keep talking. But we had some great conversation, dude. Talking about top ten quarterbacks, Jimmy G. Talk about the Warriors a little bit towards the end. 
Um, but yeah, Oscar, bro, awesome. I'm so, so stoked that you came on, bro. I appreciate you coming on. That was so much fun, dude. Yeah, no, nah, man. Thank you for having me, bro. I'm really, you know, honored to be here, you know. Uh, uh, yeah, man, I, 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 it was a great conversation. And, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, bro. We'll, we'll do it again for sure, dude. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll definitely have you on. We'll definitely have you back. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll get some Niner talk in there. Maybe. Yeah, definitely, bro. Definitely, definitely. I'm looking, I'm looking for, and then, you know, I, I'm uh, NFL. I love talking about NFL. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. would love to, you know, talk while the season's going on. Let's see how, oh, yeah. you know, Jimmy's doing over in Las Vegas oh, yeah. Raiders. I think yeah, yeah, that's a great conversation. Don't expect <laughs> much from him over there, dude. Um, but yeah, I appreciate you coming on. It was great. Well, you'll definitely be back soon for sure. Um, and All right, for everyone, awesome. Yeah, bro, of course. And for everyone out there listening, thank you. I really appreciate it. Uh, you know, you can find me on social media, on Instagram at the night shift.pod, on TikTok at the night shift pod, and on Twitter at the night shift. Two T's at the beginning, two T's at the end. If you want to leave a rating, leave a review, a like, whatever, wherever you're listening to this at, that would be greatly appreciated. Five stars, that would be awesome. Um, but be honest, leave a review. Let us know how we did today. We we thought it was a great conversation. So let us know what you thought. Um, but like I said, I really appreciate you all out there listening. It's always a good time. And I'll be back next week with another episode. Right on again, Oscar. And everyone out there listening, thank you. And that'll be it for me. I'm out. Peace. Time out, decide not to use it.